everyone, welcome back to the Earth on Survival Guide, a podcast for all disciplines, paths, players, and game masters, and enthusiasts like Josh and myself. I am Dan. I am Josh. We've almost got this down pat after 68 tries, where uh, <laughs> I don't step all over Josh's introduction. So on today's podcast, we'll be discussing all things ecumenical and theological. It is part five of our ongoing series, our closed limited series, uh, about the passions and the questers today is Minbruge and Thistonius. So for those of you who are looking for a uh, dis and vestrial square off, not going to happen. Sorry, we did dis last time. Today's Minbruge and Thistonius, uh, the mental versus the physical. Kind of go from there. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to email us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Josh, any opening thoughts before we get down to the nitty gritty? Nope. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> um. On to Minbruge, and uh, something I want to bring up at the end of the, at the end of the discussion on Minbruge is what we have failed to do. We did the first couple times around, but failed to do the last two times, which is let's take the quester to the extreme, where we kind of say they get a little lost on their questing, and you know they get to that uh, uh, higher level devotion and begin to be one of those tweaked ones. So as we get through the discussion, we can get there on, on Minbruge. Yeah, well. With the previous episode, we had Garlin, who yes. I'm not sure how caring can for people <laughs> can be taken into an extreme that is potentially dangerous. The only thing I can think of is Munchausen's by proxy, where you cause the harm so that you can cure the harm. Yeah, I suppose that's that's one possibility. And then the other—that's the only one I can think of. If, if anybody else has ideas. <laughs> We welcome. Please them. send them in. Please send them in. We will be happy to to take your emails about that. And the other that we had in that one was Dis, who is a mad passion. And so that's easy. The very nature of that one is everything that the questors are doing is bad and destructive and whatnot. So there wasn't yeah. really a need to to discuss that. No, with them. not so much. Not so much. So on to Minbruge, who is the passion of justice, compassion empathy and truth. So a little overlap with compassion and Garlen, even though she's healing, but the justice, empathy and truth reminds me of the, the elements, you know, the balance scales, um, whether elements are stars, I'm a little unfamiliar with, but we can go talk about that as well. But the executioner's acts and comfortable places of rest. So those are of course at odds, but, um, yeah, I, I like the idea. So Minbruge is basically you're walking, um, not executioner, but judge, maybe jury as well, or you're defending lawyer, you're prosecuting lawyer, take your pick. So there, I can't say there's a legal system, but there's, there's part of that. We're here to balance the scales of civilization interaction with one another. Yeah. The idea of justice being taken to an extreme. I mean, we can talk about that now. Go for it. Than saving me. it for the end. Yeah. You know, we'll you talk about, that. hey, Batman. <laughs> I Batman was looking at, at Judge Dredd, but yeah. Well, Judge Dredd, there's another good one that, that the idea of justice being taken to an extreme at the expense of compassion or understanding. Yeah. That when you are focused so much on justice and i'm putting air quotes around that particularly with regards to judge dread yes. because that is a satire it is a dark mm -hmm. sort of darkly comic kind of situation it is a 
dystopian kind of situation where there is actually not really any justice there. <laughs> Maybe it was originally the idea that there was justice, but there's the law. Yeah. There is no sense of what is justice. And the essay, mm -hmm. the questor who's the narrator for the Minbruge essay in the book, yeah, does talk about justice as a concept and what does that mean and how does that tie into the other aspects of compassion and truth and empathy that are all kind of part and parcel of the whole deal of Minbruge. But if you take justice, you get into this avenging angel kind of situation, maybe not Batman so much as Azrael oh, from yeah. the sort of post nightfall situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause where Azrael is presented as a reflection of Batman taking mm -hmm. the aspect of justice further than Batman's code allows him to in terms of death and injury and whatnot. Yeah, because if you bend justice too far, to use your Batman and Asriel example, and even Judge Dredd, Batman sees himself as justice and a little bit of punishment. Asriel and Judge Dredd are punishment under the guise of justice. Yeah. <clears throat> They're just punish, 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 punish. That's it. Hopefully they'll stamp it all out. No compassion, no nuance to their view right. of justice. Society operates on rules, on a common agreement Yes. By being a part of society, you sort of are tacitly and to a certain extent, at least initially, unconsciously taking part in, in the social contract, mm -hmm. in the agreements and rules that a society, whether a single village or a city or a kingdom, all kind of operate under. And when that social contract is fractured or broken or damaged... For society to continue to function, there needs to be some sense of restoral, of responsibility that goes along with it. Yeah. And that sort of thing. And that's the, the idea of justice. I mean, holy cow, <laughs> justice is a big deal. There's a lot it of is. it. And people protest and take to the streets about justice. And there's a and lot of... Yeah, because because once once a law or a rule is exploited, you have to make a new rule or new law to fix that, and so that there's a balance between all levels of population, and that's right. like you said the societal contract. And so yeah. the and I want the essence of laws is to make caution, it as equal as possible. I want to caution against the idea of justice is just laws. That's not really the case because then you get Agreed. to the Judge Dredd situation. Yeah. And I think the thing that Minbruge represents and that questors of Minbruge should strive to embody mm -hmm. is tempering that sense of justice with compassion and empathy and understanding is that practicalities. Let's talk Les Miserables <laughs> here. If somebody steals yes. a loaf of bread mm -hmm. to feed their family, they have broken the law, they have broken yeah. the social contract, which is to say that you don't take things that don't belong to you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if somebody is in such a poor situation, if somebody is impoverished and starving to the point that they need to steal bread to feed mm -hmm. their family, then that is also the breaking of a, of a social contract. contract. 
Yeah, that's that's been broken somewhere else upstream. It's not necessarily as blatant or as easily grasped as the idea of thou shalt not steal. Mm -hmm. But society has not provided for a member of that society. Yeah. That there are individuals that have fallen through the cracks that are not being provided the opportunity to work, to earn the money to buy that bread. Yes. For whatever various number of circumstances there may be, society has in some sense failed them. Is that is that just? Is that justice? Like mm-hmm. how, you know, in that kind of situation, one of the big drivers of crime in general is yeah. poverty and people being in a situation where they are not afforded the opportunity where society, broadly speaking, is not supporting them mm-hmm. to yeah. be able to live. Exactly. Yeah, because because in the essay, there's a whole story about the, you know, the theft of an apple from the apple tree, and that this, the the thief never was never told empathy for either the tree or the community he's stealing from, and so therefore doesn't regard it at all. So it's part of that whole empathy and compassion and uh, you know social building that is required in the whole scope of society, as you said. So yeah, so the powers that Minbruge himself has himself uh, himself has Themselves. is uh they can read minds and they can ease suffering they can also perceive obscure clues like sherlock holmes i love that and they can travel instantly through thoughts from name giver to name giver so this is the mental aspect of minbruge and what they can bring so um but back to the essay what other essay ends with a haiku i mean come on only yours dan <laughs> This is the other essay that Dan wrote for this book. I will take pride in this one uh, more so than the Garland essay because I was I was more proud of that this one came out the way it did. So I was very, very happy with it. Uh, so questions of Minbruge in general and devotees of Minbruge in general, are these are your, your demonstrators, your lawyers, your journalists, those who have been born with a sense of fairness and rightness in the world? They say, yeah, I look at something that's imbalanced as far as a power structure is concerned, and they want to correct that or they at least need to voice their opinion of it. So these otherwise might be your journalists who say, you know, I can't take down a big, you know, polluting company, but I can at least write about it and inform everybody else because information is power. So this is maybe your devotees. Any other examples you can think of? Judges, obviously. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about the old school style, to bring up a bit of trivia here, the reason that in the United States – Mm-hmm. The different divisions of the federal courts are called circuits is because originally the idea was that each of the Supreme Court justices was assigned a circuit, and that was the area that they would ride around in and perform rulings. That obviously, like, stopped really, really quick because, <laughs> like, it wasn't feasible for them to do so. But that's yeah. sort of the idea. You talk about the territories and the the judges in the the classic Old West 19th century kind of thing where the judge would make trips to certain places. And when the judge came, they would hear the cases that were kind of pending in that particular village or town or borough or whatever. Once they had done their jobs there, would move on to the next one. And so judges, obviously, but also negotiators, mm. counselors of a sort. Yeah. Therapists. Those who ease the suffering. Yeah. To ease the suffering, to kind of get to the truth of the matter of, of adjudicating problems in relationships, even if you're not necessarily talking about law per se mm-hmm. that had been broken. But if there's yeah. any kind of 
breakdown of the social order of the justice that would go there, diplomats, any of those kind of social roles that allow and help grease the wheels of society in in a positive way, that allow society to continue to function, to represent the trust that people have in institutions in a sense, whether that institution is actually embodied in a government or whether that's embodied in yeah. a philosophical ideal, the trust in Minbruge as a passion, that those who are devoted to Minbruge are going to come and fulfill that societal role and that societal obligation. Mm-hmm. There is a word that I have been thinking of that I cannot bring to mind right now. Diplomats, therapists, not counselors, negotiators, but... counselors. I don't know. But that kind of role where somebody is going to be that there is a mix of the social and the intellectual there. King Solomon, as an example, like the the stories that you have of Solomon and, and the two women came before him and had one woman's baby had died and mm-hmm. there was just the one baby that survived. How do you make the judgment that there's intelligence and wisdom and compassion and understanding that yeah. goes along with that, that is sort of Minbruge's whole thing. So if you can think of that word, email us. So if they can think of, so, so if the listeners can think of that word you're looking for, email us your suggestions. We'll, 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 we'll run them through the next show and see what justice. Yeah, that was the one. Or you'll think of it right after we sign off, which is also or I'll fine. I'll think of it later. Which is also fine. I think Minbruge is, can be overlooked as a patron for adventuring groups. In a way, like if the idea of your adventuring group are to be kind of troubleshooters or people that go and deal with problems, and sometimes that involves violence, but there's still like a reinforcement in a sense of a social order and the way that things work, Mm -hmm. that Minbruge actually can serve a role in a sense of a patron for adventurers, for wandering troubleshooters and perhaps semi-ne'er-do-wells, that if the group is heroic in nature and is looking to solve problems and help people, um, this is especially suited to more of a semi-wilderness-based campaign where you're going to be perhaps encountering more smaller hamlets Mm -hmm. and villages where people don't necessarily have the larger bureaucratic structures of a city or a kingdom or other large power. To yeah. rely on. So that that's something that can be looked at as a way of maybe bringing Minbruge into a game. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm playing a, uh, right now, he just, just got to Fifth Circle Scout, and we're playing in and around the city of Iopos against the Denny Rastus clan. So I'm looking at maybe following, not, not because I wrote the essay, but because we are writing a bunch of wrongs, smaller wrongs within the city and slowly pushing back against the power structure of the Denirastus where I'm like, yeah, I might want to be taking a side jaunt as a quester for Minbruge. So, and again, not because I wrote the essay. Yeah. Minbruge actually can be fairly strongly associated with scouts Mm -hmm. because of their perceptive abilities and whatnot. Archers as well, or at least the school of archer thought that is very direct and to the point and yeah. Seeking targets and seeing things, but also troubadours. A certain mm, school yes. of thought of troubadour would be very uh, appropriate uh, association with, with singing, singing truth to power. Yeah. Weaponsmiths with their strong community 
centeredness and often seen as a leader and responsible individual within a community could Mm -hmm. end up channeling Minbruge when they are adjudicating disputes between members of the community that they are serving. Yeah. So uh, one of the elements I I found is, I can't say confusing, but it it doesn't make sense to me because we have the balance scales, which makes sense for Minbruge, the executioner's axe for the far end of justice and the comfortable places to be, to rest. There's the other far end, the two opposite scales there. The stars is one of the elements of Minbruge. I think part of that has to do with the associations that the stars have with knowing and astrology and seeing. Gotcha. I think it's kind of a of a symbolic representation in that sense to borrow from inspiration a little bit from Tolkien. Fair. The idea that the the learned that the elves and the wizards and so forth Have depicted with wise people with stars on their brow kind of hmm. situation that that's a that's an image that goes along with that in a very different way Th- that the sun is in a way associated with Floranulus mm-hmm. because of the the life and the energy and the motion that comes from that the yeah. stars are a very intellectual that's okay i was looking at more of the of the stars of like maybe a police badge but the more esoteric yeah pre pre formation of that yeah there's less of a sense within Barsave, mm-hmm. even among the larger cities and whatnot, the concept of police as a thing is actually <laughs> relatively recent. There yeah. is a difference between city guards who are kind mm-hmm. of there to keep the peace. Yeah. And police who are ostensibly investigating crimes and wrongdoing. Yeah. I know in the Thrall Source book, the original Thrall Source book, there is a lot of expectation because police kind of developed in a sense from city guards and mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Also the idea of sheriff as a position within the social order and the responsibilities that they would have. Yeah. There is some of that association there, but I would not think of the stars associated with Minbruge because of the star of a police badge. No, that doesn't occur to me. I, I don't think, I think That's it's okay. valid. I think it's an interesting take. Police is not really something that no. I feel exists within a fantasy setting as a concept, at least as we understand it. Mm-hmm. No, like I said, no, stars I kind cool. of caught me. And I, for the last three or four hours, I was thinking. I am it. not one to reject an idea that actually <laughs> could work for someone. Yeah, fair enough. So if you quest for Minbruge, uh, here are some of the devotions you can put. Here are some of the powers you can get as a uh, follower Later on, an adherent ranks five and eight, a five through eight, and then as an exemplar ranks nine and above. So as a quester of Minbruge, you get awareness, book memory, conversation, empathic sense, passions empowerment, which we've talked about before, passions insight, we've also mentioned before, photographic memory. I believe this one's new. It's a knack. Photographic memory is a knack. It's a book memory knack. Yeah. So it allows the questor to remember scenes the same way that they could remember a book. Yeah. That Very useful me. for an investigative kind of approach to things because it allows them to remember 
a scene, like if they're investigating a crime, they mm-hmm. can use book memory to remember the layout of the room and where things were and call that back to mind later on. Yes. And to go along with that, uh, remember conversation. Again, like they're- Which like I think is also a knack based off of book memory. You are correct. Yeah. Remember conversation is also an act. So those are both in the companion and it is also based off of book memory. Yeah. So it allows them to remember conversations the way that they would otherwise be able to remember a book. So this goes along with the audio and the video. So basically they can recite the movie that they, they have in their head for whatever they're talking about. Uh, then they get research and true sight, which is, uh, allows them to see through illusions and things. Yeah. True sight is, is a bonus to Pierce illusion magic. Yeah. Uh, so those are your first four ranks. You can pick up four of those. So your adherent devotions, you get assess intentions, which I believe is also a knack. Yes. Uh, astral sight, diplomacy, evidence analysis, incredibly useful. But a new one, Minbruge's eye. And this, I think, enhances... It provides bonuses to perception-based tests examining details. So it provides bonuses to evidence analysis awareness if you are looking for something specific as opposed mm-hmm. to just a general awareness oh do i notice what's going on yeah if you are searching for something it would provide a bonus so it basically enhances the investigative abilities of any of your other talents or powers of, of any talents or powers that would do that yeah that's a big blanket <laughs> covers a lot so that's awesome. Uh, passions, inspiration, we've covered before. Psychometry, also very, very useful. And silence influenced so that none of the other passions can get in the way of what you're trying to deduce as a quester of Minbruge. And so you're to your exemplar devotions and some new ones as well. Uh, eidetic memory is a higher circle talent, I believe, in the companion. Yes. I don't recall what it does off the top of my head. I, I think it's, uh, you can... Does it enhance the ability of book memory? I think it does. Because I, I think eidetic uh, memory might be able to give to somebody else as well. Okay. Eidetic memory provides bonuses to any test made to recover information. Oh, right. recall information, which includes book memory. So it's not just book memory. It's any kind of knowledge test or anything like that. Again, a very large blanket, which is fine. And then we get open mind, which is brand new. It's a quester power. The Questor enchants an object, in this case, a key. Mm -hmm. All of those within the area of effect are more persuasive and more receptive to new ideas. Yeah. The purpose that this is generally used for, I would imagine, by Questors of Minbruge is to persuade people who might be going on a witch hunt Mm -hmm. to open their minds to the possibility of alternate evidence and theories. Fair. It's not mind control. It doesn't force anyone to believe something other, but it does modify tests and defenses based on what they are trying to do. Yeah. This, this influences the debate about uh, two sides of a, of a coin going on. Uh, And then, yeah. And then we also have Passion's Comfort at the Exemplar Devotion level, and we've talked about that before. Resist Influence as well. Resist Taunt, always useful. Uh, and the last one, Touching the Past, which is the knack that we talked about with Corollis, where you get to hold the object in your hand and decipher more of its meaning and history behind it, not necessarily getting any key knowledges, 
but you get some history about that as well. So also right. very good for evidence discovery. So, so there's a lot of intellectually social stuff that they get, a lot of powers that will enhance their ability to investigate. Yeah. As part of their thing of being related to truth mm -hmm. and justice and all of that. Yeah. So they get a lot of stuff that helps in that avenue as well as some social some social stuff, but not in the same way that some other questors or say a troubadour and that sort of thing would be. Yeah. They so, rely more on their reputation mm -hmm. for fairness and clear headedness as opposed to being a schmoozer and glad hander and fast talker social climber. Yeah. Fair. So uh, if, if somebody's not exactly high enough or devoted to be a quester, what could somebody who's just a devotee do to, uh, or, or tell you what, we haven't talked about this yet at all. How do we lace in a quester of Minbruge or a follower of Minbruge into a gameplay for certain game masters? How do we approach this for the players to be introduced to? Sure. Having an, an NPC in an adventure or mm -hmm. in an area that they might be spending time who is a follower of Minbruge, who is perhaps a judge or investigator or something along those lines, might turn to a player character group for assistance in investigating the truth of something. Because if evidence points to something being more dangerous, because questors of Minbruge, again, like most questors, don't have durability mm -hmm. or the, the sort of physical capabilities to handle more dangerous situations, perhaps if they are defending or investigating claims that someone is associated with a horror or mad passion or something mm -hmm. like that, where the physical danger that could potentially be present, they would look to a group of trustworthy and likely impartial adepts to help investigate what might be going on. So kind of an easier way for the Game Master to work in a quester of Minbrews as an NPC to maybe tag along with the party or at least get the adventure idea, you know, laid out. In front get of the them. adventure hook from them. Yeah. As is the case with any kind of situation where you've got an NPC that is yeah. not likely to have the same kind of physical endurance mm -hmm. that player characters are. Yeah. You're going to need to be careful about how you handle that situation just from a, a numbers perspective. But it absolutely could be somebody that would maybe for the course of a story or adventure might be going along with the group. So that's one possibility I talked earlier about. Yeah. Minbruge as a kind of potential patron for adepts, for adventurers in general, if they're the kind that are going to be journeying to right wrongs and so forth. Certain approaches of Swordmaster. Yeah. Might be inclined towards Minbruge. I think any kind of situation where you are dealing with society and the potential do's and don'ts, rights and wrongs that are a result of society, any time that justice cries out to be heard, <laughs> Earthdawn, in, in one sense, the, the adepts can be kind of seen as superheroes. Yeah. I mean, they are heroes. They are legendary. You know, they are legends. They are heroes. Mm -hmm. That is a thing that plays in very well to Minbruge, the whole idea of truth, justice, and the Barsavian way. <laughs> well said. I like that. That is something that could be brought in 
fairly easily with a certain style of game if there's a group yeah. that's going to be dealing with those sorts of things. And and we talked about what is justice it is not just, oh, somebody broke the law. It is is society doing what it should be doing in order to promote the welfare and health of all of its members. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to bring in some punk vibes to it. Uh, there's a there's a whole lot of potential there if you're going to be dealing with adepts who have power and yeah. influence mm -hmm. and magic that they can bring to bear to upend unjust social orders. And you talked about your game where you guys are poking around Iopos. Yeah. There is a society, there is a culture that is in some respects broken <laughs> and dominated in a way that is not healthy, that is not for the benefit of society as a whole, but for the benefit of the rich and powerful and those who have the power. Yeah. An adept group going up against that is acting in Minbruge's stead. Mm-hmm. So I, there's a lot of potential to bring that sort of thing in if you're going to be going with a, for lack of a better term, social justice game. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have obviously made no bones about my politics and my feelings on those matters. No, I liked doing the Minbruge essay. I, I, I like throwing Minbruge in as a, as an NPC or a adventure hook or a plot thing in there because Again, as you just brought up, the whole point of Earthdawn is to be a hero and be legendary. What better way to do so than by uh, meeting out justice and compassion along your uh, trails? So there we are. Let's go tackle Thistonius because he would enjoy that. He would, he would like that. <laughs> <laughs> I use that verb on purpose. Uh, onto Thistonius. Thistonius is the passion of physical conflict and valor. Now, a little bit different from... He's Theranius. not a war god. It's not a war god, but also not a motion and revelry god. It's not like, hey, I feel alive when I'm doing this. It, that's not quite the same thing. It has to be a conflict. There has to be two or three things opposing one another to see who comes out better. And that's the thing about Thistonius. It can't just be, I'm going to go, you know, base jumping. Well, yeah, that's you against the elements. That technically is you know, a little bit of physical conflict. Uh, but it's not just you... You are, in a sense, you're pushing yourself yes. in that regard. Yeah. In comparison to Floranius, Thistonius is, there's much more of an exertion involved. Mm -hmm. There is, I mean, there is a certain amount, perhaps, of joy and feeling of life that can come out of that. Yeah. I think the difference between Floranius and Thistonius, when you're talking about that kind of situation, is that Thistonius is about the destination in a sense is about the mm -hmm. conquering is about the overcoming it's, it's yes that aspect of it whereas with floranius it's more of just the motion itself Thistonius is about the effort and floranius is effortless in a sense yeah there's a very kind of fluid frolicking, <laughs> frolicking floranius as i say yeah not even i mean frolicking yeah fine i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> The fun. the motion and the energy of Floranius comes across as very effortless, mm -hmm. whereas Thistonius, that motion, that drive, it's the striving, it's the stress, it's the yeah effort involved and in, this in has overcoming to have an the obstacle. And whether that obstacle is nature and the environment and the elements and whatever it is, mm -hmm. or 
going up against another individual, whether that is of some kind. a race, whether that is a wrestling match. It is the effort. It is the work. It is the feeling of strain and the burn of the muscles and yeah. everything that goes along with that. That's a very different goal. Yeah. I have you some... could have followers of Thistonius and Floranius doing the same thing, but mm-hmm. the mindset that they have while doing it, I think, would be very different. I really like, actually, how with you. we've had so many examples through this series yeah. of places where different passions overlap in certain ways, mm-hmm. in much the same way that you have disciplines that overlap in certain ways as well, Absolutely. but that it is the trappings and the emotion and the philosophy behind them that define the differences as opposed to what they can do. Both a warrior and a sword master stab things with sharp bits of metal, Yes, but the method and the philosophy and the reasoning behind it, the reasoning behind them, and their, are, their approach to doing that task is different. Yeah. Yeah. So like Florenius, I, I said in the episode, they're very up in a bullion life of the party people because they just enjoy the revelry and the motion and the exertion. Thestonius, these are your athletes. They have to have a goal at the end. These are your, the, the thrill seekers to push themselves harder to achieve something. Uh, the competitors, the soldiers, the uh, exercisers. They're not just going to get up and go, yeah, I want to dance. That's a little bit different than I need to do 50 push-ups. <laughs> I need to do 50 push-ups. I, you know, I get up and I do laps every morning before anybody else is awake. The essay was fantastic on that, by the way. Um, I wanted to narrate it as the, the, the guy in the bar uh, being paid in drink for my stories. I wanted to narrate that. So whoever wrote that did a good job. That was Rusty. So, that was Rusty. Uh, Rusty plays on the podcast with you for... Yes. Yes. So we've heard Rusty. I like Rusty. I like where Rusty plays his character. Rusty's so the good egg. Rusty's a good egg. Uh, so Thestonius' elements are naturally weapons and banners and armor and battlefields. Places where things were opposed and happened. Battle is is a huge aspect of Thestonius. It's not the only one, but it is the one that tends to get the most yes. focus and why Thestonius is often viewed in some sense as the war passion. But it's not really mm-hmm. the war that's no. the thing for him. He doesn't choose sides so much. It's mm-hmm. the fact that you've got individuals striving against each other for survival, in a sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not about the death and the killing. It's about the victory. Well, it's not even about the victory. He is not the passion of victory. No. He's the passion of conflict and competition and valor. Mm-hmm. And that is that win or lose, as long as you acquit yourself well yeah. within that conflict, that you are pushing yourself to your limits, whatever those may mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Well, and I like the fact that the the essay made a point of saying it's not about uh, just winning all the time because you want to face your opponent at their best day, not necessarily their worst day. That way you win easily and it's a slaughter. Uh, it's not about just your defeat after defeat of easy opponents. No, no, no. This is about a well-metered opponent against yourself or yourself against a well-measured uh, part of nature. And so it's it's an equal test at that time to see who's going to come out better. And that's what Thistonius is about. It's testing limits. Yes. So a lot of philosophy behind what would otherwise seem like an ordinary or easy passion to, to talk about, because as you said, it's not the war. It's not the killing. It's the battle itself. 
It's the physical exertion. It's not necessarily, you know, uh, the art of war from um, Lao Tzu. Is it Lao Tzu? No. Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. It's not Sun Tzu's art of war. It's, you know, it's not necessarily the strategy behind it. It's just overcoming your physical obstacles to get the job done. So that's more what it's about. Uh, so the powers that Thestonius brings himself is increased battle prowess, strength, he can overcome pain, and travel to within one mile of any physical conflict. Instantaneously. I always love the instantaneous travel from the passions. That's one of my favorite parts. How could, since we talked about this early in the, the Minbruge uh, uh, discussion, how could taking this quester to an extreme kind of go wrong? Well, it's approaching him as a as a war passion fair it's about the conquest it's about the defeat it's about it's about the bloodthirst mm-hmm. you want to kind of talk about an extreme example the blood lore moot of the crystal raiders in the twilight peaks there you go because they're a murderous bunch of <laughs> semi-psychopaths <laughs> they are a culture a subculture that has taken that aspect of Thistonius's Thistonius is super important to the Highland troll culture in, oh, yeah. in a way the blood lords have taken that into the dark end of things that the blood lords and the other ones that are over on the um, western end of the twilight peaks there whose name escapes me off the top of my head at the moment me too those are the ones that are taking that conflict to a, a irrational degree mm-hmm it's the approaching it as the valor is in the victory, it's in defeat, and in how you demonstrate your superiority over your opponent by how badly you beat them. It's a very sort of unhealthy approach. Bring poor sportsmanship into it. I was just going to say, I was just going to use that exact phrase, unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, unsportsmanlike conduct, the kind of bad little league parent behavior kind of thing. Yeah. That's an aspect where Thestonius's ideals are tainted and slanted in a not healthy way. And if that gets a hold on a broad scope within a subculture or society, then all of that violent energy Mm -hmm. ends up needing to be directed somewhere. And that ends up with conquest and imperialism and stuff like that. Yeah, I was looking at the modern day uh, analogy of just running up the score on your opponent because you can. Yeah, that's unsportsman. That's that's not Thistonius's way. Yeah, Thistonius really wouldn't take much pleasure in that. No, because there's no, no, challenge, no challenge there. There's no. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's not an equal opposition competition. Yeah, I agree. So uh, let's go ahead and I think break down some of the powers that you can get if you quest for Thistonius. Unless you have any other ideas you want to get to first. Cool. So I think we got some new ones in here. I know, in fact, we haven't. We have some we've never talked about before. So uh, your follower devotion ranks one, two, three, and four. You get four of these uh, when you start out. Avoid blow if you don't already have it as a quester, but you do get a durability of five. Do you have a av- availability of durability? Yeah. So that's going to be helpful. Inspired might. I think that one's new. Yes. No. This yeah. is one that has shown up with a couple of others. This is the one that allows. The Questor to fill their targets with physical prowess, providing bonuses to strength stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Ragok gets this. Right. Um, Somebody else does as well. 
I think low cost, but we haven't covered low cost yet. Okay. Anyway, it's available to a couple of others, but yeah, this is to inspire and, and provoke physical ability in the targets of the devotion. No worries. Invigorate. This is one that I think Floranuus gets because it provides bonus to initiative and movement rate. Yes, they get it as, as uh, an exemplar. But here in Thessonius, they get it as a follower. So uh, a lot earlier in the selection. If you don't have uh, melee weapons, you get it now. Passions, comfort, we've talked about. Passions, empowerment, we've talked about. Resist influence, tactics, and wound balance. Because again, getting knocked over is a bad, bad thing. Yeah. They get some stuff that helps enhance physical ability, some access to combat talents. Yeah. Not a war passion, but because battle is such a big aspect of Thestonius's thing, portfolio. <laughs> Good word. Their questors having access to the basic physical to get magically empowered physical combat abilities makes sense for them. Yeah. So those are your first four ranks uh, for follower devotions. The adherent devotions, middle ranks, five, six, seven, eight, you get the armor of Thestonius, which is obviously new. That is new. Cluster power. <laughs> armor of Thestonius allows the quest store to grant armor to people. Nice. They bellow encouragement at their allies, filling them with the spirit of Thestonius. They make a test. The targets gain plus one armor per success. I love when we surprise Josh with that. He's like, oh, yeah, this is cool. So I love those reactions. Battle bellow, always useful. Encouraging oratory, which I know we've come across before. Yeah. Inspired endurance and inspired tenacity. I think those are... Inspired endurance allows the questor to make people immune to the effects of fatigue for a certain mm -hmm. amount of time. We've covered that with a couple of other passions. Yeah. Inspired Tenacity is a new one, though. That allows the Questor to provide bonuses to Wound Threshold. Oh, oh, very nice. Because as we've mentioned before, like two and or three things affect Wound Threshold. It actually does two things. It provides a bonus to Wound Threshold and reduces Wound Penalties as well. Very nice. So for each success, the target gains a bonus to Wound Threshold. And for every two successes, they reduce the penalties that they suffer from wounds. And as we've said, not a lot of things affect wound thresholds. So this is a very, very cool talent. Yeah. New, new to the whole uh, list. Also, the inherent devotions, you get leadership, which is kind of obvious why you'd get that. Lionheart and passion's inspiration. So all of those are, I have no arguments with any of those. Not that I've argued with any of them so far. The exemplar devotions, you get buttress armor, which of course is the second place we've come across that. Yep. That's available that to you, Pandal. Uh, basically allows a group to enhance the protective ability of armor for a limited period of time. Yeah. And then energy and motion, which I think Floranius... Floranius, I think, got get that. As well. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's the one that grants people free points to counteract strain. Oh, right. Yeah. So obvious for Thestonius on that one. Uh, and then gift of life, which I know, I think, our Len questers get. Uh, yeah, it allows them to spend a devotion point as if it were a recovery test for the purpose of powering abilities that require recovery tests. Nice. And then that would, depending on 
the exact wording and mm-hmm. errata associated things could potentially be used to power talents like fire blood and whatnot that are used in the midst of a conflict. Yeah. So very cool. Hone weapon. It's also, uh, uh, that is questions. like buttress armor. Yeah. You panel, uh, questers get that. Uh, and then rally, which is a talent that, uh, Florenius questers get as well. And then vital strike, which is very important for, um, yeah, that's high, a high, high circle talent. Vital strike, that's a damage enhancing. I think that's the one that can do potential multiple wounds. I think so. That oh, no. I was wrong. Looking Fair. that up. After a successful attack, yes, character using it can spend a recovery test to deal additional damage equal to the result of a vital strike test, which is rank plus toughness. That is a power that could be fueled by devotion, the devotion that they can spend devotion points to fuel recovery test powers. But it's Mm -hmm. basically an additional bit of damage. It's just powered by recovery tests. Yeah. So uh, a lot of it is considered a separate damage test. So it could do an additional wound and it is reduced by natural mystic armor. That'll do you. And it can be used with close (laughs) combat or ranged attacks. It's a high circle talent. It is it is nasty. It is wonderful if you're using it. It's nasty if it's coming at you. But yeah. Um, any further thoughts on Thestonius? Or since we did this with Bruges and have done this before, how do you work in a quester of Thestonius or bring about the Thestonius passion? It's probably pretty easy since there's a lot yeah, of combat. Yeah, Thestonius in, the game. in some regards pretty can be easy. kind of like Garland in that because so much of the adventurer's life frequently revolves around conflict (laughs) and competition and so forth, whether that's combat or other things, Mm -hmm. bringing Thestonius into the game in that aspect is something that is fairly easy. Yeah. Well, even in, but uh, also any kind of situation where you've got games or competition, you've got Hakvar, I think is the name of it. The, the sport that they play in Thrall. Yeah. I was, uh, any kind of organized team sport or competition of that sort would be something that um, that would be considered sacred to Thestonius. Mm-hmm. So that's something that could be brought in. I was thinking just the the, the tournament of champions in Trevar. That's another one that could. If you got anything in and around Trevar, sure. Yeah, Thestonius can be brought in as as you just have conversations with some of the champions or some of the uh, contestants. One and- or two of them got to be. If you want to deal with Highland troll culture, if you've got a game that runs up against that in some avenues or other, even if you're not dealing necessarily with the blood lores. Yeah. Thestonius is, as I mentioned, important to the Highland troll culture in many respects. Mm-hmm. They view the harshness of their life in the Twilight Peaks as a gift from Thestonius. Yes. Many natural they honor obstacles him to overcome. by struggling against each other and against the harsh environment that they are in. So that's mm-hmm. something that could bring Thestonius in as well. Absolutely. So to your point, like I said, I, I, Thestonius is about as easy to bring in as would be Garland. Yeah. So in, the other in one's a, a little bit, a little bit tougher, but I think Thestonius is pretty, pretty easy to work in there. Uh, any further thoughts on Thestonius? Cause it's kind of a quick summation of him there. It's pretty simple. Yeah. You know, physical conflict. I think there's more subtlety that mm-hmm. can be found with Thestonius. And I think the essay in the Questor's book does a decent job of that. 
Yeah. Bringing in other aspects, making Thistonius more than just the passion of war. Yeah. I think there's a differentiation there between war and conflict and the motivations behind it and the reasons for it. Obviously, war and battle and conflict can be bloody business. Yes. And so there is some aspects of that involved. But Thistonius is about the challenge and the effort. And it doesn't take sides Yeah, so much. If one side is being valorous and honorable and pushing themselves and the other side isn't, then he will take yeah, the yeah. side of the one that is. <laughs> but if both yeah. sides are doing their best, are pushing themselves forward and, and striving right way. in that conflict, Thistonius is going to smile on them equally. The yeah. passions, generally speaking, don't play politics. Their questors might, but the yeah. passions themselves are kind of above politics in that sense. If a society, if a group is honestly and legitimately pursuing the passion's ideals, those who might be running afoul of those efforts, passion is not necessarily going to get involved in that or might even get involved in kind of supporting those efforts if they are sufficiently devoted and powered or fueled in a sense by one of their questors. Yeah. So I like, I think that's going to be especially true in some ways of Thistonius that is not necessarily the case for other passions to the same degree because mm -hmm. of Thistonius's very strong association with battle and the violence that accompanies it, even if that's not his only thing. Fair points all around. So I think, uh, I'm, I know for a fact, I'm enjoying all these discussions we're having. I think the listeners are as well. Only got two passions left. So two to go. any questions for us coming up, because we haven't asked for them before. Any questions coming up, by all means, let us know at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. Until then, thank you, Josh, for making the time. As always, if you are not already on either the FASA Games Discord or following me on Twitter or following discussions in the Earth Dawn Guild on Facebook. There are several different places where you can find yeah. other Earth Dawn fans to ask questions and have discussions and all sorts of fun stuff like that. If you're just coming yeah. back, like some of our, like our email from the previous episode with somebody who was just yes. coming back to the game after being away for a while, there are places that you can go to find us, find us and find other fans of the game. Exactly. Other enthusiasts. So folks, until next time, it is time for you to go quest for your own legend. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>